When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Hey, if Canty and Carlin were here right now, they would probably want to ask Courtney Cronin all about her dessert hummus because this good. has been a big thing that she's been talking about for a little while now. And it would, I think, Courtney Cronin go well with. With the chips and dip competition that they judged earlier. Same category, sweet and savory. Everybody has a favorite. It is, except I'm, I don't know. I, I can't get behind the dessert hummus. I'm a don't knock it until you try it, Michael Rothstein. Courtney Cronin, I, I'm just not buying it. I am Michael Rothstein. She is Courtney Cronin. We are in for Candy and Carlin today because they were busy, you know, rocking a chip and dip competition. <laughs> and they're also, much like everybody, excited about whether or not LeBron James is going to break the all-time NBA scoring record tonight. To talk more about that, we're going to go out to 710 ESPN LA's Travis Rogers. He's all over everything, Lakers. Travis, thanks for taking a couple minutes with us today. And how do you like your hummus? Well, I was just going to say, I'm going to need to know a little bit more about this dessert hummus. I'm intrigued. I I don't know if I'm in, but if you can tell me, like, how we're sweetening that up a little bit, Courtney, and kind of kind of take me through it because I'm I'm interested. I got the vanilla bean flavor. I went to Aldi, which is one of our grocery store chains here in Chicago, and they had two. They had a chocolate one and they had a vanilla bean one. And the chocolate one, I just I was looking at it. I'm like, mm, I just I can't. I, the, the other one looks like hummus, so I was like, okay, I'm in vanilla bean. Let's try it. And <laughs> I looked at the ingredients. There's not a lot of protein in it, so I'm not exactly sure what redeeming qualities it has. Other than you can take strawberries, blueberries, bananas, or pretzels and dip it into it, it has the chickpea taste a little bit. So kind of the base of the hummus, it's still there, but it's masked more or less by a subtly sweet vanilla bean flavor. It's it's not too rich. It's not... It's not that you're tasting chickpeas and roasted red pepper hummus. It's right in the middle there, and it's a good, subtly sweet snack to, you know, for like an afternoon thing. I had it when I was on air earlier, and it's given me enough energy to get through a four-hour show. So, Travis, I'd give it a run. I'd give it a run. I'm not going to lie. She sold me. So, Travis, here, here's a real question. If LeBron breaks the record tonight, is he going to celebrate with – what type of dessert hummus <laughs> when he celebrate? <laughs> but no, let, let's start – in all seriousness, dessert hummus aside for LeBron, and I hope you ask him this after the game about dessert hummus, do you think that tonight is the night for him? I do. I, I think that it's going to happen tonight. We were, we were talking about it on my show um, earlier today. I, I think it's kind of a – perfect confluence of events, which is the, the Lakers need to win this game. You know, I, we, and we've talked a lot about, well, you know, with LeBron and Anthony Davis, that two at a monster, they can, they can give anybody a hard time in a series. We got to get into a series to give somebody a hard time. And right now they're not going to be in one. They're in 13th place. The team that's directly above them is the team they play tonight. They have to win. You have Milwaukee coming up on Thursday, which is the next game. It's a game the Lakers are unlikely to win. They need to stack wins, and the best way to stack wins is for LeBron to have big nights. Obviously, the scoring record is within reach, 36. It's a good night, but it's not totally out of the question. So I think all those things add up to him going out there 
and, and really I think we'll have a really good idea of maybe at the end of the first quarter, maybe midway through the second, whether he's on pace or not. But I'd be surprised if he doesn't get it. I, I think that he's very, very likely to get it done tonight. Travis, what's it like out there in L.A. as he's closing in on the all-time scoring record? Because nationally, we're talking about it. People know it's on the horizon, but it doesn't feel like this has gotten nearly the hype that Stephen Curry going for the three-point record last year got or coverage of other records. Aaron Judge going for 62 home runs this past baseball season. But locally, is there more emphasis on it than maybe we're seeing nationally? No, I don't think so. I think that the feel that you're getting nationally is is similar to what's going on here locally. I think it would be a little different if LeBron had spent his entire career, the majority of his career here in Los Angeles with the Lakers, if this were Kobe Bryant that were getting ready to break this record, I think it would be a little different. Um, you know, Laker fans have a deep respect for LeBron James, and obviously he brought a championship here a couple of years ago that they're incredibly grateful for, but I don't know if it's the same thing if it would have been somebody that was a lifelong Laker. It's going to be exciting. It's fun. People are excited to see it. I know that it's an incredibly hard ticket that everybody in the national and local media is jockeying to get into this thing tonight. If it doesn't happen tonight, it'll happen on Thursday night. But I, it, it is, I, I think what you described is about right. We're, we've been counting it down, right? And now that we're within a game or two, we know it's going to happen. It's not like a home run record where you're never quite sure when it's going to happen. The anticipation's there for the better part of two weeks. We've had these two games scheduled. It was going to land in this window probably. And it's more of a, okay, we're finally here. Let's see what it looks like as opposed to everybody waiting to see when it was going to happen because it's LeBron James, because it's the Lakers. It's just the night is finally here. We're talking to Travis Rogers of 710 ESPN LA here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN radio. Kenny and Carlin as always presented by progressive insurance is part of it. Maybe why that, that level of excitement in LA isn't there also, because if you look at the career scoring list, Kareem, LeBron, <laughs> Carl Malone for like two seconds, Kobe, mm-hmm. Wilt Chamberlain. That's five of the top seven have all played at some point in their career for the Lakers. So it's not exactly like this has never happened in franchise history before. Like, is that part of this too, that like th- throughout generations, it seems like a Laker has always owned this record? Well, I think that's part of the larger Laker kind of outlook. And and I will put myself among this group with what I'm about to say. Laker fans are terribly spoiled. Terribly (laughs) spoiled. And and, and like you just said, you you run down the list of all those, not just great Lakers, but these are the best players in the history of the game. These are some of the most recognizable names in the history of the game. They all played for the Lakers. You know, Lakers went 30 years and missed the playoffs, I think it was three times. And it's been a little bit different of late, but – Laker fans expect championships, they expect all-stars, they expect MVPs, they expect records. And and whether it's from Magic Johnson or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, whoever it might be, this is what we do in L.A. We throw big parties, we are good at big events, we have record-breaking talents, and this happens in Laker uniforms. This this isn't happening in a Clipper game, this isn't happening in a Phoenix Suns game, it's happening in a Laker game, and just kind of what we've become accustomed to. You know, I'm a little bit more than 50 years old, and I don't know an era where the Lakers haven't been the most, you know, talked about franchise in the NBA. There's Jordan era, the Warriors era, Celtics, of course, but the Lakers have been relevant through almost all of that. And this is just kind of an extension of it. We're terribly, terribly spoiled. And I think that's why maybe it doesn't have that unbelievable pop that it might somewhere else, just because this is what we do. So after 
he closed within 36 points of breaking the NBA's career scoring record with that game that they had on Saturday against New Orleans Pelicans. LeBron said that he's tired as hell, and who can blame him at 38 years old <laughs> with you know 36 points to go before breaking this monumental record, which has stood for four decades. Like, let's not forget the magnitude of that. But mm-hmm. I bring it back to the fatigue element because I can understand where he's coming from, but he certainly doesn't look like somebody that's slowing down. Like, for somebody who's watching him up close, can you see any part of his game other than maybe the minutes declining in certain moments and maybe load management not playing on the front or the back end of a back-to-back? Can you, do you see LeBron slowing down at all? A little bit, and I mean it in the in the most literal sense. It's a little bit different than even it was when he first came here five seasons ago. It's it's noticeably different, I think, than when he was in Miami or, or in either of his stints in Cleveland. And the way that I think it's most noticeable is at the end of games. That you know, having watched LeBron for two decades, we all know that when LeBron wanted to get to the rack, he did. Right, there was no stopping him. He could put his shoulder down. He'd blow by somebody. He'd either get a basket at the bas- uh, at the rim, he'd get fouled or both. You watch him at the end of game. You watch him in fourth quarters and in overtimes. LeBron settles for a lot of jump shots, and he settles for a lot of three-point shots. And unfortunately, he settles for some bad three-point attempts along the way. And I think that's the thing that is different from even just a few years ago, that he relies more on that jump shot to try to get himself out of, of tricky spots or key possessions as opposed to where – when he was in Miami and Cleveland, he just put his head down and he was on his way to the hoop and he was going to get what he wants. You don't see as much. Occasionally, yes, but late in games, I think fatigue is a factor and they don't have much of a choice. They have to play him heavy minutes. They're outside of the playoff picture right now. He's still their best player, even though he's 20 years in. And it's kind of a catch-22. They have to play him heavy minutes to win. And if they don't win, they're not going to be able to play him heavy. It's just it goes around in this vicious cycle and they're still not winning games. So nothing's coming out great on that end. That voice here is Travis Rogers from 710 ESPN LA. He covers all things Lakers, Thunders, La- Thunder Lakers on ESPN Radio tonight. Nine starts on ESPN Radio at least at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Travis, we'll get you out of here on this really quick. Do you know what mm-hmm. the plan is if he breaks the record? Are they going to stop the game right away? Is this Has that been determined yet or no? I, I, the answer is I don't know. Okay. Um, I would be surprised if they don't stop the game when it happens. I know that uh, the record for at least my end of the world is that tomorrow, we're go- if it does in fact happen tonight, we're going commercial-free all day on our station tomorrow <laughs> to celebrate the event. So i got to make sure I don't drink too much water before the show starts. But uh, as far as the game goes... Uh, I would I would be surprised if they don't stop it, but I don't know for sure. Well, hopefully you'll get some tips from Mel Kuyper and from our guy Scott Hansen over <laughs> at Red Zone, who, who know how to do that all too well. Best of luck yep. tonight, and whenever you're doing a commercial-free day on your radio station, 710 ESPN LA. That is Travis Rogers, covers all things Lakers. Give him a follow. Thunder Lakers, ESPN Radio tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on this ESPN radio station. Kenny and Carlin present by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs from quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options. Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I have not set out to do that. It wasn't like a goal of mine when I entered the league. LeBron James first shot is good. 
if he can score. Over the course of my career, I've just gotten better with every facet of my game. LeBron is now second all time. Looks the pass, gets it to James. Here's a three for the win. never been a, a goal of mine. Sorry, Courtney, you heard that, right? Courtney Cronin, Michael Rothstein, we're here on Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Courtney, you hear that from LeBron James. That's never been a goal. But at some point, it had to become a goal, right? Well, it became an inevitability because he's 36 points away from breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. But let's think about this. When he starts out... At 18 years old, 20 years ago, 38,387 points probably felt like I am never going to be able to climb that mountain. And I'm sure as the years went on, he kept getting closer and closer. It felt like a distant reality. But think about how many thousands of points you have to chip away at just to get within striking distance like he is tonight. So I tend to think there's a lot of authenticity in what LeBron said in that sit-down interview that he never imagined being in this position because how could you? No one expects to play 20 years one sport, let alone in the NBA, but given how much money this individual invests in his body, over $1.5 million on recovery alone every year, I'm not surprised at all that this far distant dream, so to speak, is now an inevitable reality, whether it's going to happen tonight or on Thursday. No, without question. And here's the other part about LeBron James, because everybody's talking about the scoring mark, as they should, because that is what is coming next. However, There is this, Courtney, and this blew my mind when I realized it a couple of days ago. LeBron James is fourth all-time in assists. Now, you wouldn't think that, right? John Stockton, he's never going to get John Stockton because he can play another 10 years and not get to John Stockton's 15,806. John Stockton, Jason Kidd, Chris Paul, then LeBron James. And then you've got Steve Nash, Mark Jackson, Magic Johnson, Oscar Robertson. All those guys, Isaiah Thomas, Russell Westbrook after that. All those guys primarily point guards, except for LeBron James, who has 10,351 assists, also 10,576 rebounds. Those are some incredible marks. And I want to mention the John Stockton assist mark, because I think it kind of in some ways maybe goes with the LeBron James scoring mark that's going to get set. Is this LeBron James scoring mark the most, whenever it's set, whatever the final number ends up being, is it maybe sports most unbreakable record right now? Well, because he's going to have two more years minimum of playing. At least he, you know, he always has talked about he wants to play with his son, Bronny James. And when that happens, that, you know, the earliest that can happen would be two years from now. Think about where he'd have to be at by that point if he isn't showing signs of slowing down from a scorer's perspective. Remember, he's not ever been the best pure scorer of this generation and a generation where he's played alongside the greats like Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, Kyrie Irving, Tracy McGrady, Allen Iverson, the list goes on and on. He's only won one scoring title in his career, but he can shoot the basketball. He can score points. So think about when he passes 38,387. Let's say it's tonight. Two years from tonight, is that at 42,000? Is it 41,000? Is it even more? I just... 
I thought about this because I went and looked at like what are the most untouchable records in sports in terms of individual accomplishments that have stood on their own. And of course, you know, growing up for me, it was the Cal Ripken 2,632 consecutive games play. Like the active leader in that is Matt Olson right now, 296 <laughs> games. Like nobody's going to be able to top something <laughs> like that. And then when you think about Barry Sanders and you know the the all time rushing record that he has. 15,269 yards and he played for, you know, more than a decade. Like that's just that's untouch that's untouchable because of how we view the running back position now and how those running backs are utilized where the careers are get cut short before you're able to even come close within striking distance of that. So LeBron will assuming no injuries, assuming this continues on the same trajectory, set this thing so far out in the distance that the next closest can only hope that they'll get to where Kareem is if they're able to play 20 years in the NBA. Well, it goes one further, too, because don't forget, there have been discussions around the NBA of changing the format of the schedule of the season, changing the number of games, changing and maybe having a tournament in the middle of the season. There's all those conversations that have happened over the last five years. So at some point, one will think that they might change the format. And I don't see them going more than 82 games. I could see them going less than 82 games. They've already eliminated a ton of those back-to-backs that we used to see over and over. So that, I think, would make it even harder to get to LeBron. To me, the LeBron scoring record, it might be akin to this, Mark, and that is Jerry Rice's all-time receiving yards records. Because, listen, if both of us cover the NFL, you cover the Bears, I cover the Falcons for ESPN, we've seen how receivers and how effective they are. But understand this, and I think you know this, Courtney. Jerry Rice's receiving yards, Mark, 22,895 yards. The next closest guy right now is Larry Fitzgerald with 17,492. And then you've got the the active guy, the guy who's most active is Julio Jones. Great career, 12-year career. He's only at 13,629. I do not know if there is a guy that will get close to Jerry Rice ever. No, I mean, that mark itself, he played 14 seasons, but averaged that out 22,895 yards, including some playoff games and some Super Bowls here and there, over 14 seasons. That's an astronomical number. That's, you know, a 1,000-yard season literally every year of your career. That doesn't happen in today's day and age because of the way that defenses are scheming to, you know, contain offensive players, particularly receivers. And I just... I think that once we see these marks get set, whatever sport it is, there's always the counter countering of that where I guess whatever sport it is, defensively you're trying to stop those things from happening because usually people who reach records like this are game wreckers in their own right, which LeBron James very clearly is. I just don't know, though. Like, There's also the career longevity. Like, 14 years in the NFL as a receiver and doing it when Jerry Rice was doing it, that's unheard of. Yeah. Like, you'll be lucky to get – what's the average career for an NFL player right now? Just three. under three years? Like, to think if you are, like, the great, the elite, the upper echelon of the NFL, you might not get even get to double-digit years. So it's it's the career longevity, and it's crazy because you think about it, we're in a day and age where there's so much science involved in keeping players fresh and keeping recovery in the forefront that, in theory, you should have longer careers, but even still, the numbers set by these guys, there, there's a reason that they're the greatest of the great and why LeBron James, this record will never be touched because so few people from a body perspective 
could handle doing this for as long as he's done it and however long he's going to continue to do it beyond tonight. Yeah, Jerry Wright. Science. <laughs> Thank you, was Weird Science. Was that Bill Science. Nye? No, that was Weird Science. That was well, Weird Science. I am unfamiliar, but Oh, it was I a great like movie. That. Weird Science. That, I was saying, by the way, Jerry Rice started playing in 1985 at age 23, finished his career in 2004 playing for Oakland, Seattle at age 42. Yeah, we're not going to see that again. Going from records to things that Jerry Rice and LeBron James are familiar with, championships. That's next, along with much more here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. So we've decided that... We're all blinded and excited by science here today on Super Bowl week, but it is also science week, and I'm creating it as science week here on Candy and Carlin alongside Courtney Cronin, who loves Bill Nye the Science Guy. I'm Michael Rothstein. We're in for the guys today, and Courtney, this was my fun fact that I learned about Bill Nye the Science Guy and the awesome theme song. So the people you hear saying, Bill, 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 Yeah, I want to be one of those people. How do I sign up? So they are actually rappers that they could not name because it was against their contract to do outside things without permission from their record company. So we have no idea who those people are, but they are rappers who are just yelling, Bill, 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 over and over and over again. I love it. It was apparently styled along along the 1992 song Jump Around from House of Pain. Courtney, do you know House of Pain? Yes, I know House of Pain. Just Don't checking. insult me like that. You didn't know um, You didn't know Weird Science. I didn't know Weird Science, but I know a song that is played perennially in stadiums to hype up a crowd, let alone, you know I covered Big Ten football for a while, so I've been up to Wisconsin where that's their fourth quarter anthem. But back to Bill Nye and this rap group that – went like incognito to record that. I hope they got paid for that, right? I would yes, I would imagine they got paid. So my under Did they just get royalties for us playing it? Because I really I, I'm gonna go deliver them, you know, a check if they did not. I don't know, but if they do, can we play it again so they get a little more royalty? Yeah, I mean like we can just kinda have it underneath us talking because I just <laughs> oh actually only the Bill 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 part. <laughs> Bill Belichick's gonna get so confused of why we're calling for him over and over and over. It's gonna be really confusing for him. Bill Nye, the science guy, by the way, was written by a guy named Mike Green. 
And it is Pat Cashman saying the show's title in the distorted male voice with, again, the rappers being Bill, 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 Bill over and over again. I, I'm, in, I'm in love with the Bill Nye the Science Guy song. And I, you know, here's the thing. I wonder what Bill Nye the Science Guy would say about some of the physics we've seen from football players over the last year. Because we've seen some incredible things, Courtney. No, I mean, it was cool to watch in the Pro Bowl. One of the very few things I actually enjoyed about it was the best catch of all the, you know, of all the receivers that were invited out to the Pro Bowl and some of the fun things they did in just defying science or really defying like gravity and physics. Like we'll narrow it down to that because science is too broad, but body control and the things that so many of these athletes, especially NFL players, work to perfect like that stuff is I never thought that we would defy gravity the way that we've seen in professional sports. I mean, you think about LeBron James on the verge of the scoring title tonight in, in surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's mark. I think about what his signature move is. It's that tomahawk dunk in transition and to blaze his way up the court to arch his right arm all the way back and then slam that ball through the hoop. That's, I mean, that science can't explain that, can it? I mean, I think it can. I think there's physics involved, much like there's physics involved in the different arm angles that Patrick Mahomes and Matthew Stafford used to throw footballs at amazing speeds all over the place. Like, I w- honestly, I would pay a lot of money to watch a Bill Nye special. Bill Nye, oh, if you're yeah. Bill Nye, if you're listening to this, bring me in on this idea, my man. I want to watch. I want to watch you break down arm angles of of Matthew Stafford and Patrick Mahomes and how they happen and how the velocity differs. I know that that's some sports science stuff, but I, I want I want to see Bill Nye do it because then he can also do it with physics and inertia and and everything. I'm. I'm I want this idea to happen, Courtney Cronin. Well, remember that game against the Seattle Seahawks where Patrick Mahomes literally went horizontal to the ground to hit the pylon and score the touchdown? I remember I was writing our MVP file for ESPN.com a couple weeks ago, and I was trying to think of what was Mahomes' MVP moment because we know he's going to win, and it's the collective total of the year. But every quarterback, every player has their signature moment, whether it's for Justin Jefferson, who was a top five finisher for us, that fourth and 18 one-handed catch against Buffalo. Explain that to me, science. But also, when Patrick Mahomes, like I, I was trying to go through these moments, I'm like, there's, there's nothing more. I mean, that Seattle game was kind of a dud, just considering it's Seattle and the Chiefs were already, they had already locked up the AFC West and were cruising towards the number one seed at that point. But you think about just how he got parallel to the ground and then went Statue of Liberty one arm into the end zone, and it almost felt like he was suspended in the air for a couple <laughs> seconds. I don't know how physically that's possible. Maybe Bill Nye does, but I just I remember that moment. I'm like, that's the stuff where you just can't explain that. Is that athleticism? Is it body control? Is it... Is it some other thing that I just haven't found the right word for? Yes, probably that, because normal people can't do those things. And, of course, athletes have bodies and, and you know regimen and everything else that makes them the one percenters, physically speaking. <laughs> but, goodness, like if, he, if those are all one percenters, what is Patrick Mahomes? Because some of the things he does. A like point one percenter. The, the getting out of the pocket, the sidearm throws, and – the stuff that he does that makes you go, wait, did, did I watch that clearly? Did the ball actually leave his hand like that? Yeah, I, I, listen, I need Bill Nye on this. I need Bill Nye on the case immediately. I also want, I also would like to get Bill Nye's 
perfect expert interpretation of the darkness retreat and what that would do scientifically and what the goal is there from a science perspective. See, I think you actually need light to live. I was thinking about this after we were talking about Aaron Rodgers and the darkness retreat that he's going on. He says there will be four days of being in solitude, peace and solitude and darkness, but this is the reason plants die. Like, they need light. They need light to survive. They need water. And I'm sure he's going to eat and have water and all those great things that keep you alive. But after four days, wouldn't you kind of feel sick after being in darkness that long? I, I don't see. I don't know the answer to that. And that's why I would love to have Bill Nye, the science guy, on the show. Hey, Bill Nye, you're out on Twitter at Bill Nye. If, if you feel like you're listening, because we know you like sports, Bill Nye, give us a call. We'd love to have you and, and to chat about all of this. And I'll be honest, if he if he comes on tomorrow's show and I'm not hosting or Thursday's show when you're hosting and I'm not here, I'm going to be I'll be really bummed. I'll have to if that happens. I hope Stosh, our producer, calls me so I can call in at least listen in and ask questions. Coming up next, we're going to try and figure out on our own, Courtney, the science of Jalen Hurts and the Eagles and why it's worked out for them because they're in the Super Bowl this week. That's coming up next here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. I just, I just want to be great. 15, 10, 5, goodbye, touchdown, Jalen Everybody has an opinion about something, but everybody in their opinions don't deposit at the bank. He never satisfied with, with, with what he accomplished in the moment. Uh, he always he always wants more. How do you want to be remembered? Talk to him. His uh, composure on the field, his ability to remain calm, quiet, and confident all at the same time is a really special trait that not too many guys have. Well, Jalen Hurts is going to have to make a decision about that, whether the money will change him whether it won't, because it sounds like Jalen Hurts is about to get a lot of money this offseason. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're also on your smart speaker alongside Courtney Cronin. I'm Michael Rothstein. We're filling in for the guys today. And one of the biggest things, Courtney, that came out of Super Bowl media night, it was kind of a boring night for uh, frivolity, we'll call it. But there was actual news, and that is that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, not yet, but soon, are likely, it looks like, to work on a contract extension. How much money would you pay? Where would you put his contract right now, Courtney? Well, if you look at like the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL currently, you've got a list that 
you know, Aaron Rodgers still making $50.3 million on that three-year $150.8 million contract. Like, I I don't think you can obviously, like, make him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, but if you – I mean, that, and that could be based on whether he wins a Super Bowl or not. I think he's in that top-five range, though, where the total value – of it doesn't matter, but the average per year does. Like, is he going to end up being a $40 million a year quarterback? Sure, because Derek Carr is there currently right now. Patrick Mahomes is at $45 million on an average annual basis. If Jalen Hurts beats him in the Super Bowl, don't you think he kind of has to be in that same range? Like, you think about where his contract is right now. Three years, like now after the third year, he's eligible for that extension because next year his total cash value is only going to be about $4.4 million. You want to pay these guys and reward them for winning and winning while cheap, but it's not going to get any less expensive for Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie because of where Jalen Hurts is, what he did this season. And if they win a Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts in year three and you have the belief that he is your guy – might as well pay him now before it gets even more expensive to do that in the years to come. Without a doubt, Jeffrey Lurie, the Eagles owner, did talk with our Sal Palantonio last night, and here's what he had to say, and really jump-started this conversation about Jalen Hurts. I don't think he has anything to prove. He's an MVP-caliber quarterback, and Jalen, he doesn't care about labels. You know, franchise quarterback, all that stuff, he wants to win in six days. When do you start dialogue with Nicole Lynn? his agent, about a long-term extension? Certainly not this week. <laughs> We're all focused on That's being, fair. being our best uh, ne- you know, for next Sunday. It sounds by, by your answer that it will happen at some point. Uh, you know, he's, he's just what we're looking for. I mean, here's the thing. They can start dialogue this week. It doesn't mean that Jalen Hurts has to be involved in that dialogue, but Nicole Lynn's going to be at the Super Bowl for her client. Jeffrey Lurie's going to be there. You can start having that conversation. And honestly, Courtney, I think we both Nicole, know Nicole Lynn a little bit, at least. Like, if I'm Nicole Lynn and Jalen Hurts goes and wins the Super Bowl, I'm finding Jeffrey Lurie and being like, hey, guess what? The week's over. Let's go find somewhere and talk now. Yeah, because, you know, I, I keep going back and forth. Is it better to wait to see what Joe Burrow gets because he's also eligible for an extension? Assuming the Bengals end up going this route, which right. typically in years past, that ownership group has not gone that early with extensions. But we heard what Zach Taylor said about a week ago during their season-ending press conference that made it sound like they're going to start extension talks. But do you wait to see what Joe Burrow gets and then try to ink no. the deal with Jalen Hurts? I, I don't know what you do. I mean, because if Burrow makes more than you, if you end up signing first, if you're Jalen Hurts and you realize that this is somebody who, yeah, he's a first-round pick, but I got my team to the Super Bowl, I'm not going to be feeling so great about that. No, I, I, that's the truth of it. If I'm... The Eagles, not necessarily Nicole Lynn or Jalen Hurts. If I'm the Eagles, I want this thing done as soon as possible. I want this done before the Joe Burrow extension. I want this done if well, possible. Well, sure, the team would want well, it done then. I, I also, if I'm them, I want it done before the Lamar Jackson deal gets done, if there's one that gets done there. Because if Jalen Hurts wins the Super Bowl, guess what Jalen Hurts has done that Lamar Jackson has not? Win a Super Bowl. And yeah, of course— Lamar Jackson's a former MVP, but Jalen Hurts, you can argue, would be in that same class in terms of he did the team success thing that Jalen that Lamar Jackson hasn't been able to do yet, even though Lamar Jackson's a former MVP. The, 
it behooves the Eagles to get this done sooner rather than later. It may behoove Jalen Hurts to wait it out a little bit, but I would not wait too long if I'm Jalen Hurts because the one difference here, of course, Courtney, is that Jalen Hurts has only done this for one year. Remember, a year ago at this time, we were talking about whether Jalen Hurts would be the starting quarterback with any longevity with the Eagles, let alone the guy that they're going to make a franchise-changing number to. This is setting up to be one of those off seasons where there will be one quarterback who ends up becoming, maybe it's the highest paid quarterback on an average annual basis. And then the next quarterback's going to end up trumping them in a matter of days, because you've got several quarterbacks from that 2020 class that are now eligible for extensions. We mentioned Hertz. We mentioned Joe Burrow. There's also Justin Herbert in the mix there too. And he's got a new offensive coordinator. He just had shoulder surgery. So the chargers are expecting him to take that next step. They just got to the playoffs last year. Tua in the mix too. I don't really know what the Miami Dolphins are feeling though with that because of the concussions and knowing that his fifth year option is very expensive and you don't know about his career longevity and the long term ramifications of the concussions that he sustained. But all I'm saying that to this to say is that there's going to be a domino effect here, Mike, where sure. one quarterback gets paid, the next gets paid, and the number's going to keep going up to when guys like Patrick Mahomes need to come back to the table and renegotiate their deal. Well, it's only get, The bubble, I don't know when it's going to pop, but it's only about to get bigger. Yeah, except if I'm the Chargers, I, I look at these deals, and I don't know if I can put the money up there. I think Justin Herbert's a great quarterback, but he has not won in the playoffs he has not won in the regular season. He has not done what Hurts has done, what Lamar has done. It just hasn't been there yet. So I don't know if he ends up in that conversation. But it reminds me when Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford all got their contract, their new deals. And it was like, hey, I'm the highest paid guy. And that was the thing for like three or four years. I think, like you said, we're getting to that point with this now group of young quarterbacks that we're going to see for the next decade in the NFL. Remember, Thunder Lakers, LeBron going for history. That's 930 tonight, ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, they're up next. This has been Candy and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Candy and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Candy and Carlin, the podcast.